guys? This is your host, Brenda Serrazudio of Getting Mental. And on this new episode, we have Jesse. Now, Jesse, I don't want to butcher your last name because I'm notorious for butchering up just words in general. How do I pronounce your last name? Uh, straw ham. So it's like a straw you drink from, ham you eat. I would have nothing ever, like that. Ever guess? I would have butchered it up. So I am so happy I asked. Okay, Jesse Strawham. That's awesome. Guys, welcome Jesse Strawham. She is such an inspiration. Uh, she reached out to me, and I, I honestly just couldn't feel more honored to have her. Um, I, I would love to tell you all about her, but I'm going to let her take the reins and tell and, and let have her tell you guys about how amazing she is. Jesse, take it away. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't say amazing. I'm just a girl living life. So in 2015, I was 22 years old and a woman made a U-turn to the motorcycle I was a passenger on. Uh, the driver of her bike didn't stop in time. He went through her back window, breaking her leg. I went over her SUV, breaking my back in two places. My ribs punctured my lungs, nicking my spinal cord and I coded twice having to be resuscitated. So I'm super, super lucky to still be here. And honestly, I live every day with that mindset. I feel very fortunate to get to live this life as a wheelchair user. Things I never thought I'd say. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Like, I can't. I was reading a little bit about your story, and I'm like, no, I can't continue reading. I want to ask her. I want to talk to her more about this. Like, that's absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, the fact that you're alive right now, like, that's Oh my gosh. And so how was your recovery? So it's actually, it's crazy because so the day before my accident, I was actually saved. I was at a friend's uh, grandmother's funeral and while the pastor was speaking, I can't explain it. It was just like this, this calmness came over me and I'm like, all right, everything's going to be okay. I don't know what, but it's going to be okay. And then the next day I'm in this crazy accident. And so at one point in the hospital, I looked at my mom and I'm like, Hey, Grandma Boyce just told me it wasn't my time and that she couldn't come with me and I couldn't stay with her, but I had things to do and people to get back to. And so I held on to that. And that's kind of what carried me through the ICU time. Um, I ended up having to get a hole put in my neck. At one point, they actually intubated me while I was awake. Um, it was it was a very, very brutal recovery there in the first two weeks. Uh, both lungs collapsed. I had uh, three chest tubes on one side, one on the other. It was, it was definitely a humbling experience. You know, you get paralyzed. So now you're stuck in a hospital bed. Even if I wanted to get up, I couldn't have. I had no idea what my life was going to look like. I was 22. It was terrifying. I spent three months there before actually coming home and then starting to live and figure out how I was going to live. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and you mentioned starting to live. And it's really interesting. I've often found that near-death experiences or traumatic experiences are a massive awakening, right, for for everyone, Uh, you know, and, well, I shouldn't say everyone, I shouldn't generalize, but you know what I'm saying? For a lot of people who, and they do credit this traumatic experience. So, you know, I wanted to ask, who was the Jessie before this traumatic experience? Was she different? And, 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 you know, what is it that you're doing now that you didn't do before? I love and hate this question because that person I was is so far gone so that I was selfish. I lived solely for me. I lived solely for whatever my agenda was and then I just I didn't really have a grasp of what was truly available in life I I was set on these limitations of oh I came from this small town my parents didn't go to college I don't have to go to college you know I have a good job I was so 
stuck in that right now that I never wanted anything more, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I realize now that that's not the way that I'm meant to live my life. That's not the life that is meant for me at all. I have a bigger purpose. Heck yes, dude. Heck yes. And you are the founder of a nonprofit called Wheel With Me, right? Correct. Yes. The Wheel With Me Foundation is our goal is to serve the independence of all wheelchair users. So we actually have different branches and individuals that run those. So domestic violence support for wheelchair users, uh, substance abuse support for wheelchair users, just general peer support. Um, my, my personal branch of it is building a transitional community to help wheelchair users learn independence. Uh, we're really just trying to have everything in one place just to help as many people as possible. Oh my God, that's so awesome, dude. And like, how did you come about this idea? Like, how did you get started? So I actually, I used to race off-road for Polaris in a single seat side-by-side. So it's basically a four-wheeler with a roll cage. And one of my sponsors is like, we'll create a clothing line for you and whatever you want to call it. And we'll donate the proceeds to a nonprofit of your choice. And my goal at first was to serve the independence of people with spinal cord injury. So that went through what I went through and we couldn't find anything that really had the same mission. So she's like, well, we'll just create our own. What do you want to call it? And I was like, wheel with me. I want people to wheel with me. So yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> and that's really how it came to be. And then over COVID, I started uh, talking to more people, getting to know more wheelchair users. And I really wanted to serve a greater population. So I'm very fortunate that these women, it's so funny. We're actually a woman run organization at the moment, completely disabled women ran. Um, and it's, you know, it's beautiful. I, I didn't mean for that to happen that way. It's just the women are the ones who really follow through and they want, they're the ones that are advocating for the change in this certain situation. So it was so cool the way it all came together. And these women are just powerhouses in their individual realms. And it's cool to see them rise up and to be able to be there to support them and do it together. That's my biggest thing. You know, too many of us as a whole, just individuals compete too much. There needs to be more collaboration. We're so divided especially here in America, you know, we're divided as a country between political parties and everything. And I just want to see people come back together and just love each other again, have compassion, have a humanity just restored. I feel it. I feel it. Yes, sister, preach, preach, sister. I feel it. <laughs> it's oh, so, so bad. One of my favorite quotes, okay, is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. We in this life together. We cannot do it alone. We cannot do this life by ourselves. We need people. We, we, are, we are social creatures. We need one another. And like you said, this whole competition thing, yo, that is pointless. There is no competition. Abundance is so, it's so unlimited. So unlimited that somebody else's gain was not your takeaway. It was, it did not take away from you. That, sh- that was just not meant for you. That's it. You have your own blessings. They have their own blessings. Everyone's got their own blessings. There is, there's no such thing as, oh my God, they're getting this opportunity and they take it away from me. No, there's something else that's for you that ain't for them. It's just like, stick to your lane. you. So stop trying to be like them. Stop trying to worry about what they're doing. The minute you stop worrying about what everyone else around you is doing and just focus on you and what you want to do and your goals and how you're going to serve your purpose of helping somebody, you know, I believe that we're all here to serve each other and to help each other and lift each other up. I 100% believe that. Yeah. So if you literally serve to find your health, happiness, and how you're going to help somebody, you're good. You don't need to be like this person. I don't compare myself to anyone because I'm not, 
I'm not anyone else. I don't live with their, I don't live their life. Who, and that's judgment too. Like you gotta like go judgment of others and judgment of yourself. Who do you, whoever you think you should be, let that go. Like have your goals and have your focus and work towards that. Who you think others should be, look in the damn mirror because you're so far from perfect that you have no business judging anybody else. And that's another big issue today. So many people want to judge everyone else by what they're doing. And in reality, you're in no position to judge. Why Why are you even doing that right now? Like, close. I literally, I just, I'm just like, no, no. And when people have something nasty to say to me, I just, I literally just started ignoring it. Like, I'm not even addressing it anymore because it's not worth my time. There's 7 billion people in this world. And there's no way in hell that every single one of them is going to like me. No. Nope. Just saying. Nope. <laughs> nope. And oh my God. So I'm, I'm assuming you are familiar with Les Brown. Are you familiar with Les Oh, Le- absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh. So, girl, I was just listening to one of his talks, and I was like, yes, Les, yes. Uh, And he was saying that. He goes, we got to get rid of that mentality of wanting everyone to like us, you know, because that is going to keep us in our little cage. And guess what? That's never going to happen. Not everyone is going to like us, nor should we ever aim to please everyone. We are going to die in the process. And it's like, no. And, and like you said, there's 7 billion people in this world. But, you know, it's people are always just projecting how they feel inside, how they are processing information. That is what you're going to get. That's why everyone's behavior is never anything personal. I don't I don't think it's personal. It's like um, I, I mean, I got myself into it. But the other week I had commented on a meme page. I think it was like Hoodville or something. And it was it was just like girls never make the first move, but it was about sexual. And I'm like, I literally just said incorrect. And the dude pinned my comment and I'm like, shit. Oh. So here it comes. And I literally there was this comment just sticks out to me because I'm like, I wanted to reply, but I just didn't because I'm like, I'm not even feeding into you. But he said, Shawty over here acting like Kim Kardashian, but looking like Helen Keller. And I'm like, well, damn, Helen Keller had a lot of disabilities and she still accomplished a lot. So I guess I'm killing it. Like, what Kim Kardashian do? She had a sex tape. I'm glad that I'm not like her. <laughs> Dude. Exactly. But it's like, why do you have to be so hateful? And he's like, who wants to have sex with a girl in a wheelchair? And I'm just like, yo, I'm a human being. And literally, I hope you look at karma because I went 22 years walking and this shit could happen tomorrow. You could get in a car accident. You could just have a freak accident, trip and fall. I met a guy last year. I peer mentor at the hospital. And I met a guy last year. He tripped and fell down three steps on his front porch, broke his neck. Oh yeah. Quadriplegic. Obviously, you're someone who is incredibly resilient. You've used this traumatic experience. You know, you've changed your life around. You've changed so many lives in the process. And they're going to continue to do that. What's something that keeps you motivated? Because obviously comments like those idiots, you know, who said that to you, it's like, obviously those comments could get discouraging, right? Like they, they, cause we're human, but screw that. And one of my favorite things that Gary V always says is if people have the time to comment online, hateful things, oh, it must suck to be them. It must, who has That's the time? Well, not only that, if you, if you feel in your soul that you have to bring others down to make yourself feel better. I'm just going to pray for you because there's this clear, you need some, you need some healing here 
there's that's nothing I did. It's it's no reflection of me at all. That that's some healing you've got to do in yourself. And so I just pray for that. Hands down, I just don't I don't feed into that negativity. And for me, it's like the biggest thing that keeps me aligned with what I'm doing, where I'm going, is I have this whiteboard behind me. That's my big goal board, and I have my days scheduled out on it. Um, so like the far right is my month, the middle is my day, and then the left are like tasks I need to get done. And I have a vision board above it and then Wheel With Me Foundations like diagram of what we're doing. And so it's really cool to, I sit in front of that every night. I, um, you listen to, um, gosh, why am I drawing a blank? First Farm, Andy Frisella by Chance. No, here, I'm going to write that down. What was that? Andy Frisella. He owns, uh, he started First Form. It started as a super supplement superstore and it developed into First Form. It's an awesome family, honestly. But it's Real AF is his podcast. And he's literally, it's really neat for Stella, but he's real AF. Like, dude just says it how it is. But one of his tools is visualization. He's like, sit and visualize, feel it for, you know, 10 minutes. And it's part of his whole training regimen. You also look into uh, 75 Hard and Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3, because it's amazing what it does overall for your development as a human being. But that's one of the things you sit in front of that board, you visualize, you feel it. And that's what I do that every single day, because it's just so important to stay aligned with your mission and where you're going, because there's so much noise outside. Like we, we have noise from social media, our family, our peers, the people we call our friends, you know, there's it's everywhere. And if you, if you don't stay aligned with your heart, your goals and where you're going, it's easy to drown in that and lose sight of where you want to be. That is so traumatic. I was just feeling that right now. Yes. Yes, that's exactly how I've been feeling. Yes. It's so important because how, like, sometimes uh, people ask me, like, how is it that you do it? Like, oh, my God, you, you just, you're so cheery. You're so happy. You're so joyful. Like, what, you know, do things just, like, not bother you or whatever? And sometimes I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's not that I'm, you know, uh, bulletproof, but it's, it's, I really do choose on what I focus on. You know, I choose what I feed because, you know, I, I know when I'm starting to feed something that ain't conducive, okay. To my growth, I feel it. I feel it in my body I feel it everywhere. It's like that. It's Ugh. so quick. It's immediate. Like, I feel like when you're so aligned with source your the universe your creator whatever you call it when you're, you're so aligned with that and your bigger purpose you manifest like that so one negative thought it's like boom here you go here's a fucking <laughs> one positive thought it's like boom here you go here's a fucking of them and it literally it comes that way it's so aggressive and it, like it hits you in the face sometimes and you're like like you're like it's that back and it really having that self-awareness and that mindfulness over what you're thinking is so huge. Like just to be able to control it because you truly do control how people treat you, how your day goes. And we don't realize how much that energy we're putting out truly controls with our happiness. Yep. Oh, oh that is so true. I feel it. Oh my God, I feel it. And yo, I get scared sometimes when I, when I like, I'm thinking a negative thought or something. I get scared, yo, because I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Please, I don't want to manifest this. No, 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 no. I know how. Every time, every time, for real, I'm like, oh my God, what's going to come from this? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> my own thoughts for a second. I'm like, let me back up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, universe, I hope you were on your lunch break. I hope you didn't listen to that. I- <laughs> take that smoke break. You go ahead and take another one. I'm good. I feel that. <laughs> that is so true. Yo, you know what? Recently, I, I again, I had like this negative thought because I'd be getting tested, okay? And like this one friendship, I'd be getting tested and I'm like, oh, and then I realized like, okay, you know what? No, it's not the other person's fault. This is, this is my, I'm taking accountability for what I'm feeding, what I'm allowing, okay? How, why is it that I'm getting upset? Well, what are you being triggered about? What is it that we can grow on, right? Because I started to get real like, uh-uh, yada, yada, just like in my head. And then I realized, oh shit, the universe is listening. Oh hell no. I immediately went to go meditate. And I was like, this is, I'm sorry, blessings, but I wish her love. I wish her compassion. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like, you know, people don't realize we often say this person made me feel this way. And it's like, no, we let people make us feel a certain way. We have the choice. If someone says something we don't like, if someone posts something we don't like, if someone treats us the way we don't like, we have the choice of how we react to that and how we move forward with it. And I've started getting down my giant scissors. Like if you're not adding to my growth or wellness, goodbye. No time for you. Literally. I so I was talking, I decided to stop dating after this, but I was talking to this guy. It was like three months and we finally meet, finally hang out. And then four days goes by and he doesn't talk to me. So I just deleted him. I'm like, bye. No time, right? Like if you if you're not gonna put effort, I'm not my time's way, way, way too valuable. And I'm like, you know what? I just don't even need to be dating. Bye. Bye. Like, I'm not trying to get into my feelings, right? Like I got other things to accomplish right now. And I think having that self awareness is key as well. It's like, all right, I really wanna accomplish this. Like I say no to plans, I stay home, I don't go anywhere. And I went from traveling every single week pre COVID to nothing. And then really just taking this time to focus on myself. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm recovering from my spinal cord injury. I've recovered more in the last six months than I have in the last six years. It'll be six years next month. And yeah, and I've recovered more during COVID than I have in that time before. It's amazing what happens when you actually focus on your mental wellness, Mm -hmm. your well-being as a whole. And self-care, that's a hell of a drug. Because once you start, yeah, you don't let people walk on you. You don't let people treat you like shit. And that's key. You've got to treat you the way you want others to treat you and then hold everyone, including yourself, to that standard. Oh, my. I love that you said self-care is a hell of a drug. Oh, my. I've never heard that before. And I love that. I'm going to take it, but I'm going to give you credit because it is so true. Self-care is a hell of a drug. When you start to gain that awareness... All right. And you start to realize your self-worth and you start to realize what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept. The, the, that's the standard now. That's that's the default. There is no no going below. You know, we may teeter because we're human. We may be like, oh, I'll go hit down here. But then but but not nah. like it's you're never going to plummet down to what you used to allow before on the regular. And it continues. You continue just to like create levels. And it's so sick. Like, I feel like in the last probably four or five months, really, I've just, my whole mindset shifted. I'm so unbothered by everything. I'm just like, except for when this damn lift broke. So my lift at home broke and that's how I get up and down. And if I don't, if it doesn't work, I have to climb the stairs. And so it's like, 
when something takes my mobility or my independence, that's when I'm bothered. But other people, other people's actions, when shit doesn't go my way, I'm just like, all right, moving on to the next thing. And it's crazy that you go from being so high strung, so upset about everything, so caught up in the negativity to being unbothered. And it's a beautiful transition. And not, not enough people really take a moment to have gratitude for how far they've come and celebrate themselves for how far they've come. Because in reality, we, we're constantly growing and we've got to look back and remind ourselves, hey, you know, it's been a long road. I've, I've been doing this for a hot minute. I'm, I'm doing a damn good job. Let me celebrate with myself and then continue to move forward. You can't stay in that celebration, but you can, you can pause for a minute just to take in the growth and how far you've truly come in life. Yep. And you know what? That is so key. Oftentimes when I talk to, to others and when I have my clients come to me about you know, their, their self-worth and, and all their goals. And I'm like, wow, you've accomplished so much. You should be so proud of yourself. It's amazing. They're like, no, 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 but I got to keep going. And, and then they start to chastise themselves. And I go, but that that's not conducive to growth. And you see, that's, that's the, I don't want to say mentality, but I guess you can say mentality that we are, that we are shown and we are taught, right? That like, you have to be hard on yourself. You have to keep going. You have to do this, you have to do that. And it's like, the way we do keep going and we do keep growing isn't by force and by, by judging ourselves and by me being mean to ourselves. It's by being kind to ourselves. It's by celebrating those little small wins that are going to motivate us to then celebrate even more wins, you know? But, and, and I think Les Brown was the one who said this too. It was like the, uh, getting infected with the disease of more of just like more, 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 but like what you have right now is not enough, right? And like showing gratitude yeah. for the now, you know? And and that's yes. so key to keep going, you know? And man, yeah. That's what, we get so caught up in our current situation that we, we refuse to see what else is coming. And it's like, hey, you know, you're allowed to have a moment. You're allowed to be like, even on, I have bad days. Like yesterday, I had a bad day. You know what I didn't do? I did minimal work. I took a moment and I was like, all right, girl, let's reset. Let's refocus. Let's re-energize ourselves. And I think having that self-awareness to say, damn, I've come a long way. I'm proud of me. Damn, I'm my biggest fan. At the end of the day, I'm my biggest fan, 100%. I'm so proud of me every single day. And like, I'm inspired by me. Because I'm constantly in that 22-year-old mindset of, holy shit, what's my life going to look like? And it's like, I'm continuing to go back to there when I'm seeing how far I've come. And it just creates so much gratitude. So if you, you do it for you and don't, don't wait for other people to celebrate your wins. Don't wait for other people to say, you're doing a good job. Tell yourself you're doing a good job. Stop doing it for everybody else and do it for you. Those likes on social media, they don't mean shit. That blue check mark, it doesn't mean shit. Too many people put value in who's following you and what you are on social media. But what about who you are in person? Are you are you the same on, on off screen that you are on screen, you know? And too many people aren't authentic in what they're doing. And it, it shows. And it's like you've got to be authentically you and stop trying to be this cookie cutter version of what you see on the internet. Yep. Yep. That is so key. <laughs> I love that you just said that. Authenticity, Matt. And you can feel that too. You really can, you know, and, and, and I know some people that are pretty good at faking it, but it's catching up to them. And that's the thing. We got to be authentic. We, we can lie to the world, man, but we can't lie to ourselves. 
We are with ourselves 24 seven. And like you said, we got to celebrate our wins. We got to be our own biggest fan. We got to motivate ourselves because if we start to rely on the external for us to keep going, oh, hell no. Nah. That's going to be so consistent. Uh-uh. Let the people know, for real. It's like, <laughs> catch up with you because what happens is you've been trying to be this person and portraying this person for so long that when people meet you in person, they have a different idea of who you're going to be. And then you're nothing like that. And then either their hopes are shattered or they just they think you're a fraud. And they're no longer interested in your content that you're sharing because it's not authentically you. Or someone else comes and does what you're doing authentically. And then it all comes back around. And it's like, okay, so this person hasn't been real the whole time. And people see right through your crap. It 100% catches up to you, especially when you're trying to impact large amounts of people. That's why I've been me from the beginning. I'm like, look. I struggle with myself sometimes. Yo, my opticals may look a little different because I use a wheelchair, but we're all going through some shit. Yep. <laughs> like at the end of the day, we all have problems. The difference in mine and every other person is that mine's the first thing most people see about me. I don't see somebody struggling with loss of a job, homelessness, loss of a loved one, a new diagnosis that's invisible to the naked eye. You know, like there's so much that could happen in life that we don't see what people are struggling with, but they're struggling. Yep. So who, again, who are we to judge other people's about the way they're living their life when in reality, it, they, we don't know what they're going through. We don't know the life they're living. Yep. That's why you got to let go of them judgments. I think that's the 100% most important thing right now because the judgments are what's creating the divide. You create this persona, this stereotype, and now the individual living with the stereotype you've created has to do everything in their power to break through it. You see it with the race war. You see it with the homophobia and now you see it with the disabled community because people have a mind of what the disabled person can accomplish who they are and what they look like yep oh you said that so perfectly i'm just oh, I'm soaking it in i'm telling you yes yes queen preach it is so freaking true I, i'm gonna sound like a broken record all podcasts so <laughs> true and, and i love that you keep mentioning judgment to let go of judgment because Man, that's when I saw my life transform too, man. Oh, man. Like, I used to be so judgmental, and I thought I wasn't. I thought I was so freaking liberal and open-minded, but, girl, I was not. Like, the second anything happened in front of me, I had a judgment on it, whether it was good or bad, you know? And then and it was just, it's so toxic. That was just such a toxic trait. Girl, I used to gossip back in the day. Oh, God, I can't even be around people who gossip now. Oh, the second someone starts to gossip around me, I kid you not, Jesse, I will walk out and leave. That is some low vibration. That is like, uh-uh, that is not conducive. I don't like to be around those people. I, I, it's just, no, gossiping ain't, ain't, ain't good. Gossiping is judgment, man. It catches up to you. Yeah, heck yeah. And like, what helped you get into that mindset? Of, of the abundance of the gratitude of the let go of judgments because for me it was meditation and mindfulness when that when I started to apply that into my life I, and I became a mindfulness coach girl like that's when that's so yeah. like two two years into my injury I gained 30 pounds after I first got paralyzed and so I decided to make a physical and mental change and really became mindful over the content I consumed so my mental diet, what am I thinking in? And I just really focused on personal development, started listening to Eric Thomas, uh, Les Brown, Inky Johnson. He's another good one. I, and I just think there's just so much power in these stories and where these individuals came from to where they are now. And I'm like, you know, if they can do that, 
why can't I do that? And so I really started taking my physical being and just focusing on eating clean and eating whole organic food, stop putting processed drunk in my body. Uh, and then I started focusing on the same with my mental. I started reading books, listening to podcasts, stop putting processed drunk into my mind. And I started noticing my friend group was changing. Um, the content I consumed was changing. I started unfollowing people on social media. They weren't adding to my betterment as well. They they had to go. And it really just opened my mind to how much more is available to us in life. And the more that I do these practices, the stronger it gets. So I went a trip to First Form's headquarters, which it was an amazing opportunity. And one thing they do there, they have a room with a library for visualization, for the quiet time, for you to better yourself. So this this HQ, I'm Andy, I can't wait for you to listen to Andy Priscilla and like to hear your opinion because like I said, his podcast is so good. But the place he's built, the business he's built, it's literally a family. Like so, it's nutritional. They have proteins, and uh, I take the vitamins. They offer different things to make you feel better and just live a better life. But he has a massive gym that all the employees use. Um, the employees are just incredible. And then, like I said, this library that you go to and you have meditation and you read. And it's just promoting that mental being. And we need more people to promote mental being. What if meditation was added to schools and became a part of children's daily routine? I think we need to add physical health and mental health mandatory to school, make these kids understand the importance of taking care of themselves. What if we added mental growth opportunity to school from kindergarten up? Take away participation awards and really teach these kids about hard work and where it gets you consistent work and work at you. It's time that we give our youth the skills to live and function fully in society without this, without this formal education, without having to go to college. Times are changing and people need to get on board with that, especially our older politicians. And we need them to understand that, hey, it's time we adapt with the times. And I'm not saying I think political correct culture has got to go. It's silencing the masses. Like, again, there's 7 billion people in this world get the f*** over it. Like, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to be nice to you. And that's just not the way the world works. And we've got to get rid of that mentality. Yeah, right? absolutely. When you said that, why don't we make mindfulness mandatory and in schools for children? That is one of my goals in life to make that mandatory because it's so true. We need to start teaching our youth the importance of emotional regularity, empathy, kindness, compassion for one another. You know what I'm saying? Learning how to process our emotions and behavior in, in a positive, conducive way, like build a positive toolbox for them. You know what I'm saying? Because girl, sometimes, oh my God, like, I don't know. I grew up in households, all right, where I, okay, I'm a, I'm a backtrack. I was, I was smuggled into this country, okay? And I was one year old, but with my teenage parents, we come from Mexico. My mom was 15 when she gave birth to me. My dad was 19. Oh, you think they were experts in mental health, girl? And I know. You think they knew about meditation, girl? I still don't know what meditation is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think they don't know? No. I had to learn this, okay, over the uh, same day, over a traumatic, life-altering experience. Um, I started to incorporate it before this traumatic experience. But it wasn't until my life altering experience that I really just had a spiritual awakening, you know, and, and now I'm digressing. But like what I'm trying to say is I it, it took it took this long for me to really incorporate these skills. 
And I'm just thinking we can change so much. We started earlier. Oh my God. But you know, you want to know the problem with that? Then big pharmacy doesn't make money for every pill that they want to give these kids to solve their problem. Oh my gosh, rather than solving it with natural remedies, let's just hand people a handful of pills and make them dependent for life. Mm-hmm. What about what about the person mm-hmm. that's on the other end of that? And I, I am frustrated that these companies only think about making money and they use our struggles to make money when there's a natural remedy right there. Yep. And as a mental health activist and someone who studied mental health for over a decade, I totally see and have witnessed myself how medicine has helped me tremendously. 100%. But, but it's, I also see, I also know about big pharma. I also know how, how dependent, you know, these, these companies can make people be on their products. Whereas Instead, they should be like a, a like a booster or a motivator to like keep going. Now, I'm also gonna say I know that some of these mental health conditions, like schizophrenia and bipolar right. and stuff like that, they need medicine because it's a chemical imbalance in the brain where these medicines are going to help with that. I totally see that, but there is no such thing as a magic pill. Or just a pill, cha- you know, fixes your life and changes. Yeah, the meditation as well. Why is that not prescribed with it? Why, whenever you give a diabetic insulin, do you not prescribe exercise and a lifestyle change? Why not that? Why do you just say, here's your insulin? Good luck. Like, yeah. it, that's my biggest issue. I'm a psych major. So yeah. I, under, I completely, yeah, I completely understand that there are certain mental disorders that do need the medication, but they're not getting full support. And why do you think mm-hmm. they yo-yo through medication? on and off medications they don't want to take the medication and it's like give these people further support we can help our home how many homeless people have a mental health condition people think that it's just drug addicts and lazy people no a lot of these individuals actually have mental health issues yep yep over 90 percent over that's the stats over 90 percent yeah have a have an untreated mental health condition because they never got the, the resources the support that they needed because Think about it. Who in their right mind, who, who is someone who's mentally healthy would want to be homeless? No one. No, not at all. That's not something that's, that people choose. That is not a chosen lifestyle. It is not. You know, you see them interacting with others on the street. You may see them laughing. You may see them, you know, giggling or whatever, doing their things. But it doesn't mean that they're mentally okay. And I recently, uh, I'm, uh, I don't know when was it. Was it, hold on, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I recently did a podcast where I talk about how this can be the face of depression. Uh, this can be the face of anxiety, you know? It's like, so it, it's just, we got to be so much more accepting. We have to be compassionate. We have to, we have to be there for one another. We have to focus on, man, being in service to others is so rewarding. Being there for, like, letting go of the ego, Right? The me, 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 me. It's all about me, 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 me. Nah, bro. There's other people out here too. You ain't the only one, you know? Right. It's like you, you focus on you so you can help others. That's what it's like. It's not about you. The the big, big picture is not about you. And I think you have to continue to move forward. You have to participate. If you don't participate, you're going to be miserable. 
And that's the key. Don't try to be like anyone else. Participate in life. Make sure you take care of yourself while serving others. Because again, we are here to lift each other up and help one another. Not be so damn divided. That uh. is so true. Yes. Yes. I love that you said that we, you have to participate in the in life because this is a journey. This is a this is a game. Like the game of life. Okay, is a <laughs> wonderful game that will hell yeah test the hell out of you. But guess what? You are here out of the billions and billions and billions of of atoms and energy and matter that could have you know freaking exploded onto this planet. You are here. You have a contribution. You have a purpose. You just got to discover it. You have to develop it and you have to do it. Why? Because that's what's going to raise the vibration of this earth. And that's how we're going to make life so much more enjoyable for others, but not just for others, also yourself. You're going to make because guess what? It's all about the journey, man. People are so, so sometimes we get so, and I'll say we, cause hell, some, I used to be like this. I used to get so caught up with the destination and getting there and making sure I got there. And it was like, wait a minute, I forgot to pause that. This is what it's about. I can't enjoy myself getting to the destination. I don't have to be miserable getting to the destination. I had to enjoy myself because when I do get there, what then? Then there's going to be another destination, right? Then there's going to be another one and then another one and then another one. And then next thing you know, it's like the movie Click with Adam Sandler. You know, he's just like fast forwarding because he just wants to experience like the wins of life, right? And he fast forwards all the way to the end and he's like, I missed my life. Like I missed what it was all about. I missed, uh, you know, the the things with the kids and the family and, and like the fights, you know, or or, you know. Just, just to get, that's what makes life so rich, man, because this is a rich life. We can, but it's on, it's in our mindset. We make it what we want to make it. Exactly. You're, you're robbing yourself of such an awesome experience when you choose fear over starting and trying and learning. What is something that you, that you were so scared to do? And you're just like, you know what? I'm going to just do it. I'm going to just go out. First, I would say when I first got paralyzed, falling. Because uh, I couldn't get myself back in my wheelchair from the floor, and I would fall at least once a week. I was I was a really bad wheelchair user in the beginning, <laughs> and so I'd be stuck on the floor for hours waiting for someone to come home. That that kind of pushed me to learn how to do the floor transfer to get stronger, and that's what kind of ignited my whole entire overall transformation. Um, on the business side, starting my business, I was in a relationship, and the guy started the LLC for me, and so. I wasn't ready, but he just did it. But when was I ever going to be ready is what he told me, which is so true. So I'm grateful that he did that because now, I mean, we've been around for a year now, over a year. It'll be two years. Wow. Two years in uh, February. Oh and gosh. I know it's crazy. It's so crazy to think about that. <laughs> um, wow. But and it's cool because now I have a team. Uh, it's not just me running the show. And I, I love that. I love to have a team of people. I think that's probably my favorite, favorite thing is to have other people that I get to celebrate with, especially Jackie, my right and left hand. She is seriously, I, I wouldn't have been able to get through the last four months of school without her. Like she kept the business going, kept me going. And it's just cool to lean on other people through the experience. Cause my first year it was just me and it was like, all right, I'm doing this thing. And now I get to share the wins share the frustration and every single aspect of it. And it's cool because I get to see her grow as well. 
I think that's really rewarding too. Cause I just kind of threw her in. I'm, I'm like, all right. She was like, I keep thinking I'm going to mess up. And my, my biggest thing that I tell everybody, the girls with the nonprofit and Jackie with the business, I'm like, look, you're not going to mess anything up because we can always go back and undo it or fix it. Like you, the only way you're going to learn is if you just do it, do it. And if, if it's not right, we go back and we redo it. That's yeah. it. We don't, we don't have to worry about that. Right. Like we don't have to worry about messing up or, or not doing it right, right now. We just do it. We Take just the risk. Started. We just got to get started. Exactly. It's beautiful to see now. Cause she's like, all right, I got this. And like the <laughs> confidence is just so beautiful. And if we as individuals just put hope and confidence in every, and other people, the people we interact with, it's a game changer. And I think that we overall could raise the vibration again of the, I know here in America, we need it. Um, the world needs it. We need a higher frequency going on because right now things are just civil unrest. I had asked Jackie this morning, I was like, is Mercury in retrograde? <laughs> What's going on with the spiritual weather? I need to know what is going on right now. <laughs> She's like, not until January 30th. I'm like, shit, what is wrong? Because she's like, I feel off. I was like, I know, I feel it. Like the vibe is just so weird. And I just think it's because the whole world is vibrating at this weird frequency that we've all got to work together to raise it back up. Yeah, us light workers, man, we're being called right now. This is our time. This is not our time to like hide in the shadows. Nuh-uh. Us light workers are like, yo, yo, you signed up for this. Okay. Like <laughs> you be tested right now. And guess what? This is where you can shine. You know? You hear that? You hear that calling? Because it's there. It's calling you. It's your time. For real though. It's it's calls. Stop declining the calls. Okay. They're right there. It's all oh, that's freaking beautiful, dude. So you have this nonprofit, you have the clothing line. Um, what what else what else that you got going on? Because you got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, so I work part time for a fitness clothing company as well. I do their customer service. Uh I just released a calendar, which I'm super pumped on. So oh yeah. It's filled with um so the cover is the only nude photo. It's like very deceiving for everybody, but I'm like, oh the cover, I'm in my skin. And like, that's the whole thing. I'm finally 28 years old, 100% confident in who I am as a human being. And that's what I wanted this to really represent and show. But each month has goal setting and just personal development tools in it to make your year a little bit better and to help hold you accountable to whatever you're working towards. Um, I do offer courses. We have the social media growth course coming up, coaching, obviously. Um, and then I act, which I think acting is probably the coolest thing. I went to an open audition with a talent agency here in Charlotte last year. Yeah. And they gave me a call back, sent me to acting class. I did this boot camp and then they signed me. So I still do acting classes, but I've been uh, in two different film type things. So the first one was called Date Me. It's a series. The pilot should come out next month, I believe. And then Save Rosemary is an independent film, which is actually released in the new year, like right at the new year. Heck yes. Oh my God. You're crushing it. I love it. I'm so pumped. <laughs> It's amazing. Oh, yeah, literally. It's like, here, God just keeps going, here you go. Do you want another opportunity? Do you have enough yet? Because I'm going to keep giving you more. Here you go. That's literally how I feel. It's like every single time I turn around, it's just I'm being handed something new. And it's it's powerful. Again, what you do, you let go of that judgment. You just really start living, finding your health and happiness, helping as many people as possible, and just living a true good life. Yep. Game changer. Game changer. Changer. Oh my God. You are going to love my new episode I'm releasing next week for, for getting mental because 
I talk about, um, dang, my ADHD just took over. What the heck, squirrel? Um, <laughs> squirrel, Jesse, give me one sec, squirrel. Oh. <laughs> Same problem. Same problem. All the time. My little text messages pop up in this corner, and I'm like, <laughs> crap wait what oh my gosh you know what i forgot uh screw it i'm gonna come back to that <laughs> but you you're gonna love it you, you just you go you gonna love next week's episode i'll come back to why but you go <laughs> i'm gonna have to give it a listen regardless <laughs> oh my god but but it's so true it's like it's letting go oh and by the way i was listening to les brown this morning and it's what you said like the universe will keep handing you all these blessings your way and les brown talks about how sometimes and i know i've been guilty of this in the past i used to be like oh my god way too many great things are happening what's going on right like what what what's going on and les talks about how no, that's how it should be. We're so accustomed, right, to like taking the negative, to expect the negative. But when we start to shift that mindset, every single challenge presented our way is just an opportunity for us to grow, for us to transcend, for us to help others. That's it. Like I was saying in a previous pod, well, it's a podcast coming up, but I just recorded it with a dear friend of mine. He's a fellow comic. And uh, <clears throat> we were talking about how life is just a series of curveballs, man. But, but we got we got to just reframe the way we think things. And Les said it best. I don't remember how he said it, but he goes, we're always in problems. You know, we either just had one, we're coming out of one, or we're headed towards one. You know, he's like, it's always just problems, quote, quote. But in reality, it's not. You know, that's, that's, it, he said it so much better than I just did. I probably just butchered up his entire speech. No, way. <laughs> no that makes so much sense because we're constantly... It's like, especially when you go through something traumatic or even before that, it's like, all right, what next? What next? What next? And it's reframing that mindset of that doesn't have to be my life. I am not a victim. Really removing that victim mentality is what has to happen for you to be like, okay, I deserve all of this happiness. I deserve all of this opportunity. I deserve this life that is being given to me. Yep. Yep. And okay, that's okay. Now we're back to why you're going to love next week's episode. Because yes, I talk about those toxic traits that will keep us holding, you know, and and that will keep us in this cage, right? And it's, it's that victim mentality that is death. Victim mentality is death in living form. Okay. When you have that victim mentality, you ain't living, you existing. And that's a big difference. Living. Let that people know. You got to goodbye. Bye-bye. I cannot be around that. They will suck the life force out of you. They will suck the energy out of you. If you are around people who have the constantly the victim mentality. And if you yourself are noticing that you have that victim mentality, it is your responsibility to change that. And you just, you got to work on that, you know, in the butt right away. That, that just bre- it's a breeding ground for just more, 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 more. Let me get more negativity in my life, okay? <laughs> and that's, my favorite thing is to call it out. And it just, it happens so much. And something the disabled community is doing right now is that they're using this word ableism to describe everything that happens that doesn't go their way. So this place isn't accessible, that's ableist. 
oh, a man thinks I don't want to have sex with a girl in a wheelchair. That's ableist. It's like they're labeling people's individualism or ignorance as something and creating further divide. Educate them as to, hey, this accessibility, you know, I'd, I'd really like to patron your restaurant. I'd like to be able to use the restroom just like everyone else. This is what it does to me. Hey, hey, you know, people in wheelchairs have sex too. And that's cool. You're not attracted, but there's hot people in wheelchairs that you could be attracted to. Have an open mind, like addressing it. And if the people still have their mindset, that's their loss. Chalk it up as their loss and move on. Because again, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to think you're attractive. Not everyone's going to want to listen to your content. And so you, the sooner that you understand that you don't need everyone's approval to live your life, the sooner you live a full life and the good life because it's just like, all right, I'm unstoppable. Like right now when people ask me, Jesse, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm on un- phase. I'm phased by everything. Like literally the, the only thing that, that phased me was that lift. But after that, I'm just like everything else that comes at me, other people's opinions, other people's judgments, shit, sh- literally shit, shit in life. Like mm-hmm. I'm still here. I'm phased. Like, all right, what's next? Moving on. Yeah. On to the next one. Thank you, next. Like, that's the mindset that you really have to have is, it, okay, this isn't my forever. It's not going to be like this forever. And that's okay. I can struggle for a second. I can feel bad for myself for a second. That's okay, too. But I cannot stay there. And too many people unpack in that negative headspace. And say, okay, guys, that shit back up. You're evicted. Let's go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's so, 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 so true. And earlier in this podcast, you mentioned how, dude, like, and anything can change at any moment, right? Like that's why you're so grateful with it. Living in that attitude of gratitude is huge, which brings me to, you know, with the whole, okay, I had a friend a long time ago when I started to incorporate mindfulness and meditation into my life. He asked me, how is it that you allow things to just roll off of you? And I said, because I could die any second. And he's like, what? Like what you said, Jesse, earlier, again, you can go outside, trip and fall and just like break your neck, right? Same thing. Uh, I can go right now to the grocery store, or at least I, I think I'm going to go to the grocery store, get in a car accident and die. You know, it's, it's really like that. And it's not using death as something to be feared, but using death as a motivator instead. And having that mentality of, I got to make sure I'm living all right, my truth and what I want to be and what I want to do every waking second of my life because it really can be gone like that, like that. Next thing you know, you blink and we fucking, we 80, you know? It's like, what? Girl, I blinked. I'm 28 too. I blinked. I just graduated yeah. high school last year. <laughs> you know? Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, someone said 90, 90s babies, you're that much closer to 30. And I'm like, you shut your mouth. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I refuse. I'm saying no. right here. No, no. It's, we blinked, bro. We freaking blinked and we're 28. You know, I, no, I get it. That's how I feel with the spinal cord injury. Like next, next month will be six years that I've been paralyzed. And this is the first year I really forget what it's like to be walking. Like, I don't remember what it's like to just put my pants on and head out the door. And it's crazy that something that seems so scary, so, so unlivable, so unknown becomes your normal. Yep. And it's like, yeah, it sucks in the moment. Like life's adversity truly does suck in the moment. You're like, damn, 
what did I get myself into? This is some shit I got myself into. Like, what am I about to do? Yep. And in reality, that's not your forever. It's not always going to look like that. Your new normal is going to be livable. It's going to be manageable. And you're going to figure it out. It's just accepting that, okay, I don't have control over some things and that's okay. What do I have control over? What can I do? How can I move forward? And really being strategic about how you plan your next move after that trauma, after that life-changing event is really what's going to create your success and really harbor that success and make it accelerate. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that happened to me was I'm like, all right, can't change it. Might as well embrace it. Yeah. I, I, spent, I mean, I spent my first year, I spent countless dollars, countless time on trying to walk again. I went to therapy three, four times a week. So trying to learn how to walk again never came. So I stopped focusing on that and started focusing on what I still had. It had a cool opportunity in front of me to do wheelchair sports. So I did that. And then the next thing I know, I'm recovering. So it's like yep. when you just put your focus on finding what makes you healthy and happy, it completely changes your overall perspective to your circumstances and to life in general. Yep. And meditation helps with that. Meditation is what helps with the acceptance, right? Because it's the wanting things to be differently uh, that creates resistance. That's that's the, the should. So this shouldn't be happening, right? This should be this way. It should, it should, it should. But okay, what can you control? What can you? You know, there are things that that, that should change. Cool. Can you have them change? Can you... And do you have the tools to make it change? You know, if you do, then hell freaking yeah, bitch, do it. If you can't, and or if you if you don't, if it's not possible, then how about you embrace it, like you said, accept it and know and, and see how you can use it to your advantage. Like I said, you've changed your life for the better. You've changed others' lives for the better. And you're gonna continue to do that. You used a traumatic experience, whereas you know, you could have let it ruin you you could have let it you could have been a, a, a victim mentality you could have had that right but you're like nah i'm gonna thrive i'm gonna thrive off of this you think you broke me down life uh-uh uh-huh you think you're you, you funny you funny life you funny i see what you did i see what you did. guess what bam, 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 bam. i'm gonna thrive i'm gonna thrive that that's what that's what happened and that's what people don't realize meditation is so powerful because it quiets everything Literally, when you just sit, like I do, I do it in silence. I don't, I don't, I stopped using the app. I stopped using everything. I just literally just sit in silence and I focus on breathing. That's it. I just think about breathing. And when you quiet everything else going on up here, because you don't realize how much is truly going on up here, it's amazing. Just so it's like, it's peaceful. And then, you know, I'm, I'm up to like three minutes. I've been practicing for four years now. Yeah, four years. And I'm, I'm up to three minutes. Like it's a practice and people don't realize it is a true practice and you have to be consistent. I know if I miss two days in a row, done. I'm like, all right, why am I off? Oh, I haven't meditated. All right, let me get back on that. That is so true. And as someone with high levels of energy, like myself, it was so hard for me to meditate at first. Hell, I had to create my own formula. I had to literally create something to help me meditate. And so many times, like, so often people think that it's just like, oh, let me just sit in silence for 10 minutes and oh, it's like, no, 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 no. I, I had to incorporate music because music is so meditative for me. It's so soothing and it's so good for you. Dancing is so, so, so good for you. Good, yes. You know, just like freaking feeling the music, just like, oh, 
I mixed that. I mixed music, mindfulness, and meditation into like a little formula. It's called the MX3 formula. Bro, you stimulating your entire brain, even though it may not come easy at first, you are developing positive new behavior skills that are going to help you, you know, in, in, in overcoming obstacles in the future that in the past, former behaviors or former, you know, coping, uh, coping mechanisms would have been damaging, right? Now you've developed, like you said earlier in the podcast, a, a positive toolbox, right? A positive coping skill toolbox. And man, that it's so refreshing, Jesse, to talk to you. It's so refreshing to talk to like, I love this. I love conversations like this. And I'm so grateful that I have developed like my own beautiful little universe of like-minded individuals like this, because hell, like you said, like we, you know, we, we're all in this together and we start to attract that when we start to live in that vibration, you know, we, we gotta be in that vibration ourselves first and then we'll start to it. Oh, I love it. It's amazing too. When you start bringing in others that are on that vibration and they understand, and then you understand, and it's like this mutual understanding that you, it's unspoken. I think that's very powerful and it's comforting and it makes you realize, all right, I'm, I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right things. Okay. This makes sense. And it's just that reassurance. Human beings need it. We all need it. And I think that that's, it's really nice to have definitely connecting with others that get it and are going through the same things. But if, if you're listening, don't meditate, add meditation to your life. It's a game changer. It really will. It will excel your life hands down. And then once you get advanced, add uh, visualization because that as well. Yeah. That just brings you in. Well, okay. So what would you say to, to those who are like, I'm not good at meditating because I get that all the time, you know, with my clients, like I, I'm not doing it right. I'm not good at meditating. And so for the masses, how, how would you respond to that? What advice can you give them, you know, or, or, or to somebody who's like on the fence, who wants to try this out, but doesn't even know where to start? What would you recommend? So you're an individual and recognizing that the way you meditate is not going to look the way that everyone else does. And that's okay. It doesn't have to. We do not have to fit into this box that society sets for us. The standard that society says is correct. Fuck that. Forget it. Move on. Find something that works for you. Download the app. My favorite app, um, I started on Headspace. Mm -hmm. And that, that was a hands down my favorite. Then I used the Calm app. Then I used Balance. Then I would use YouTube videos. And then finally, I got to a point where literally I sit in front of my vision board I meditate for my three minutes and then I visualize heck yes dude thank you thank you so much for sharing all of that thank you absolutely no thank you thank you for giving me a place to share <laughs> yes of course and so what's next for you because like you're busy as heck like what is there anything coming up for you that you want to like talk about you want to promote or anything I'm like looking around like what is next for me <laughs> uh so the holidays are here. My semester with school is ended. We don't go back till the middle of January. Uh, Wheel with Me Foundation's planning a week-long empowerment where we're actually we're having a meditation, a workout, um, a personal development, and then like a Q&A day. So it's a week-long uh, just really help people develop and hone in on what it is, where they want to be, and how to get there and set up a roadmap for people. You know, you can, my biggest thing is I'm like, all right, I can guide you horses to water, but I can't force you to drink, but I'm going to guide you all day. So I'm here to guide people and just show them what works for me. The goal is to make it completely free. Uh, so we're asking people, the individuals that are joining to volunteer their time and help the community. And where can people find more information on this? Because I'd love to promote the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. Um, at Wheel With Me on Instagram. 
Um, I believe we're going to launch it in the next week. We're working on getting some people completely solid in. And then uh, and Jesse, Jesse Strawham everywhere. I, it will definitely be shared on all of our pages. Um, if people want to subscribe to the website, wheelsmefoundation.org, it will also be sent out in an email blast there as well. Perfect. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Jesse, I couldn't have, like, pictured ending this podcast on a much better note than this. Like, this is just amazing. I'm so grateful for you. Like, I don't, I just literally just want to, ah, like, like, for real, thank you. Thank you for sharing your platform. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. I, I really appreciate your perspective, the conversation, and really what you're doing for people. I think it's very powerful and very needed, especially during this time. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. I'm grateful for you. I'm so grateful for your right-hand woman who found me too. I am so I know, grateful. My girl. I am so grateful for the both of you. I'm so grateful. And and thank you because you're just such an inspiration. And I and I can't wait. I can't wait. This is can't wait for like the future. And I'm gonna promote the hell out of this. Yo, we're gonna stay in touch. We'll see how else we can collaborate, how we can keep spreading the positive vibes. Like, yo, I'm in. I'm all, I'm all for this. Let's do it. Hey, it's a team effort. Can't, it takes a village. And that, again, that's, we all work together, people. That's the biggest thing. You know, I can't stress that enough. Collaborate. Don't compete. That's right. Collaborate. Don't compete. I love it. All right, y'all. I'm going to be ending this episode now. So thank you so much. Please check out Jesse Strawham. All right. Uh, and Will with me. I'm going to be posting all them links and everything. Don't forget to check out Getting Mental Pod on Instagram and my other Instagram, Brenda Sarai Zuniga. And yeah, I'm checking out. Thank you again, Jesse. And I will talk to you later. Bye.